Hi everyone, this is Irene Donati and welcome to Opinions Are Mine. Opinions Are Mine is, uh, yeah, it's, this is my first episode, so um, let's try to understand why this blog and why this name. Uh, we had a f- some debates around the name. And uh, yeah, I liked opinions are mine because first of all, a lot of people think that I have a lot of strong opinions, which I agree. Usually I express my opinion very strongly. And uh, most of you might know that opinions are mine in something that you say on Twitter when you have to, uh, if you work for a company, for instance, you say my opinions on Twitter are mine. uh, So you you can't damage your company or anyone that is involved in your activities. Now, on my Twitter bio, there's uh, opinions are mine and I care a little bit less about yours, which yes, is a bit cocky, but uh, it's a way to say that we can agree to disagree. I know I have strong opinions, but this doesn't mean that you necessarily have to agree with me and it doesn't mean that I'm trying to change everyone's mind, but I like to say what I think. I like to 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 speak out and just even like spark a conversation and and sometimes make people feel uncomfortable but yeah not all the time on purpose and uh so yes in this um in this first episode i was thinking maybe we should try to know each other better and um because a lot of people also ask me what i do because it's a bit difficult to to understand because I do a lot of things. But my main job is actually to be uh, head of digital in an advertising, uh, in an advertising agency uh, called Renegades, which is an amazing name. And uh, I'm actually the perfect example of a renegade. And um, what I do in Renegades is to be head of digital and uh, also do a lot of strategy for the brands that we work with. Now, when we think about digital, it's really all about uh, conversations, it's all about um, new trends, and it's all about funding amazing content, which is something that is kind of missing most of the time on the social media pages that we that we find uh, online. I'm not saying only in Ghana. I mean, unfortunately, the democracy of the internet gives basically the uh, opportunity to everyone to just open their mouth and say whatever they want. But when it's about brands, though, there should be a certain level of of uh, quality. Uh, but unfortunately, it's not always like that. So my daily fight with my clients are actually one of the biggest uh, parts of my of my life but I love what I do I really really love what I do advertising is an amazing opportunity to actually bring also cultural change in uh, in the countries where you work with and um, that should be the main objective of advertising now if I think about the kind of the kind of advertising industry unfortunately um i couldn't really fit much until now because i was always trying to do something different and i was always really clashing and fighting and not ending up being able to do what i do and then i got lucky at the end of the day when you wait and you fight for what you like uh, you end up meeting the right people and try to do really what you what you love to do and uh, a lot of that is about is about quality so the reason why i'm in ghana is because of advertising because i was working in milano and i decided to come to ghana with an agency that is owned partly by an italian company and so i started this adventure 
not knowing what I was going to see, what was going to happen to me. And I have to say that because of that, I've made some mistakes, but I don't regret the mistakes because I think that those mistakes led me to this part of my also uh, professional life, which I'm liking a lot. And um, and it's all because I'm, I was never afraid to say what I thought, which put me in trouble a few times. But at the end of the day, uh, I managed to to be where I am uh, where I am now. So that's how I approach things. And so you will hear me a lot saying things that some people will think, "Oh my God, she's just crazy. She's crazy to say something like that." But I would say it anyway. That's who I am. So that's why opinions are mine because yeah, it's it's. It's what I think. It's very difficult for me to put filters on uh, on my opinions. So uh, to know each other better, I will try to play a game, actually, because, um, yeah, because I have a huge bag as usual. And sometimes you you can pick stuff from your bag. And I, tr- I truly believe that every object you bring with you in a way or another has a story. So it's always nice to try to remember why am I bringing this? Why am I holding this? What is this in my bag? So let's see what can I pick up. Oh, amazing. The first thing that I picked up is trash. <laughs> so, <laughs> but there's a reason though. There's a reason. Now, if I was with my friends, the word trash would immediately make them think something that I, can't, I don't want to say right now. I'm not going to say who is trash, but we all know. But apart from that, I have trash in my bag sometimes because I hate to throw stuff on the streets and whatever. And we know we don't have trash bins around Ghana, but please, we don't need to throw stuff on the street. You can put it in your bag and then when you get home, you put it in your trash bin, which yes, anyways, probably end up in the same place. But I mean, I don't know. I just can't throw trash on the streets. So there's always a lot of trash in my bag which is not nice. Then I have, yeah, I have a nice notebook. I have a um, Star Wars Moleskine notebook, which is, I mean, yeah, I'm a, I love Star Wars. Like I love, I love that fader and uh, yeah, a little bit of the dark side. And uh, yeah, so I got this when I was coming to Ghana after Christmas and I, I'm not writing a lot in this notebook because I don't know. You know, when you write down things, then you have to make them happen. It's like one is written, once it's written, you can't pretend it's not there anymore. So it's kind of empty, but I put some, yeah, some reminders, some yoga classes, uh, some, some ideas down, some things that I have to remember to do. And yes, some yoga classes because I also teach yoga. So my first job, as I said, is to work in this amazing advertising agency. The second thing that I do is that I'm a yoga teacher. Now, this is another topic that might come up during our podcast because yoga is something that is strongly misunderstood, but it's something that literally saved my life. Uh, Yoga is a practice that can help you to really focus on what is important. So now you're thinking yoga and you're thinking crazy people doing crazy positions and splits and stuff. No. Yoga is is a practice that reminds you what is the most important thing to do in your life, which is breathe. 
And most of the time, especially when we are stressed and when we're doing all these things that we're doing every day, we forget to breathe. I have to remind myself to breathe a lot because I can really hold my breath for so long because I'm stressed out and yoga will help you a lot with that. Then as a consequence, you also get a very nice body. So you might think about that. But uh, the misconception about yoga is also related to the fact that people think it's a religion and if it's a spiritual practice. Now, of course, yoga is a practice that was born in India more than 5,000 years ago. And so when it happened uh, to be practiced at the time was definitely a, a spiritual practice also. And many Indians still practice that as a spiritual pra practice. But now it's more related to really connection with your body and your mind and your breathing and try to, uh, in, in that time when you're practicing, you're really focused only on that and you're able to clear your mind. And it's, it's, it's really amazing. Like it, it helps so much. And it's a science. You can read a lot about it, but it's really proven, scientifically proven that whatever you do, uh, with yoga can help a lot your body in different ways. So maybe we will talk about that a lot, but also we will talk about the religious, um, extremism that uh, labels yoga in, in this in this wrong way and that is something that I never un understood like I don't understand why so even if I express strong opinion I'm not trying to convert people to do yoga like that's what I do if you want to do it do it if you don't want don't do it but when people point fingers and start saying that this practice is the devil's practice then it scares me a lot and I think that the religious debate in Ghana is really, really, it's really, really something that we should start to take more seriously because I really feel sometimes, sometimes it's keeping, it's keeping a ba backwards, it's keeping a, I don't know, there's, there's a, a level of intolerant passive aggressiveness that comes with all these religious thoughts that I find really, really scary. And I know a lot of people might think now, oh, why is she talking about Ghana? She shouldn't. She's not Ghanaian. She can do whatever she wants. She can go back to her country or whatever. Yeah, but unfortunately, I came here five years ago. And for some reasons that Mia, I still try to understand I ended up staying and I keep staying because I feel I have to be here. And so I, I, I always say, I had a couple of lectures and stuff where I said, my name is Irene Donati and I'm an immigrant because I truly believe now I, I've, I've come to this country and it's going to be my home for a while. And I don't position myself in a different position compared to other citizens, which again might sound a bit strong to some people listening but the reason why sometimes I'm so passionate about some topics is because I care about it if I didn't care if I wanted to play the expat card so I'm not from here I'm gonna live in my expat bubble I don't care whatever happens around me I could do that but that's not what I do and so I really feel it's my responsibility sometimes to to say something and even to start conversations and because I care if I didn't care about my Ghanaian friends, if I didn't care about uh, where I live, I would just like, I would just stay silent, but that's why I can't. So uh, anyway, this 2018 uh, 
has given me more reasons to stay in Ghana. So I'm sorry for those are hoping I, I'm going to go. It's not happening. I'm so sorry about that. But yeah, it's given me more reasons to stay. And it's the job, it's my friends, it's the family that I have. I mean, the, 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 the um, adoptive family that I have in Ghana. Like I've been adopted by a bunch of people, I have to say. I have, I have brothers, I have sisters, I have, I have, I have happiness, not all the time. Being happy doesn't mean to smile all the time. Even the fact that I'm a Buddhist and I practice yoga is so funny. People think like, oh, you're such a bad Buddhist. It's not that being Buddhist means that you have to smile all the time. Actually, it means that you strongly have to fight for what you think is the right thing. And so, uh, yes, I bring it into my life uh, most of the time. And... um yeah, so, okay, let's go back to my bag because I'm losing a little bit the, 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 the flow right now. So anyway, 2018, uh, brought me many things. Let's see what I have in my bag. I have my Kindle. So I read a lot. I read a lot for work also, not only for pleasure. Uh, but I bumped into this uh, nice book because I was actually doing research for work because we were working on an insight based on the question, who are you? And uh, so I bumped into this book doing some research and watching some TED Talks. And so uh, the book is called Who Are You Really? Question mark. And it's a very interesting book about psychology. And so let's see if I can find a nice quote to read. And maybe next time we will go more in details into the book. So, the, okay, this is kind of cool. So your life and your identity derived from more than just your inborn traits and your circumstances. They are born of your aspirations and commitments, your dreams and your everyday doings. These defining activities are, in two words, your personal projects. And it's very, very interesting how this book explains all this thing because it gives very, very a, a big value to your personal projects. We know that, of course, genetics, where you're born, the environment you are in define your personality. But then it's what you do every day that also define your personality. And that what makes me, again, another weirdo, because I really do what I want to do. And I do it with so much passion and so much effort that that's what defines me. I really enjoyed reading this book because I realized that it's like, yes, that's why what I do what I do. And that's why I can identify myself even with my, with my work, which sometimes upsets me because some people are like, oh, you shouldn't have only your work. I don't have only my work. I have a lot of things. I have this podcast now, but I really love what I do. And that's why I'm also so passionate when somebody starts, try to steps to step on my toes when it's about work because that's something that I really believe in and really defines me. I, I get upset a lot, but I also uh, get back to happiness very, very quickly because that's what we have to do. And, and life has been quite challenging, if I have to say, not, I mean, for me. And, uh, but I always find a way to go back to what I really, really believe in. And so my work, my ideas, my books, my yoga, my music. Uh, that's what I always go back to. And, uh, and that helps me even in my moment of total down, which I have. 
and we all have and that and it's so amazing to find other people that embrace your vulnerabilities and uh, and are able to um make um make a strength out of it like i really have to say that um i'm now finding that peace where i can also feel like i can show my pain i can cry if i have to and no one i mean at least in my environment the people around me are not going to point fingers and say like oh my god she's crying she's crazy no it's i am a strong woman i go through a lot but i have my vulnerabilities and and, and that's normal and we'll all have it and i feel like another debate that we should start is a debate about how do we treat emotions in ghana because i feel that there's this idea that we shouldn't show what we feel because it's it's wrong it's inappropriate but that's like really creating a lot of rage that is not expressed and uh, it's also not giving space to the right conversations so in this podcast we will talk about these things. We will talk about diversity. We will talk about uh, gay rights. We will talk about women's rights. We will talk about children's rights. We will talk about things that will have to happen. And uh, yeah, hopefully I won't get deported. But yeah, I, I don't mind to start this kind of conversations because I know there are other people that think the same and Ghanaian people, not like... And, and me, now I really have... I really have, sometimes I don't know where I belong anymore, which is a, a weird feeling, but sometimes it's also a good feeling. It's like, I feel I can be a citizen uh, of the world, but I was having uh, a presentation for a client. And so we were presenting some examples of uh, uh, Ghanaians that we could use for campaigns, uh, something like that. And I, I was laughing because uh, uh, I was showing examples uh, of uh, um uh, people that have Ghanaian heritage that are doing things. So Bozoma St. John and Idris Elba and whatever. And then there was a picture of Idris Elba and Abramata. And I said, and this is Idris Elba with our own Abramata. <laughs> and everyone started laughing in the room, but it, it came so naturally. So yeah, I have this dichotomy going on and uh, I will have to figure it out. Maybe we'll make therapist uh, in the next, uh, in the next weeks. Uh, so, um, yeah. So I really, I really, uh, believe that, uh, we should find a way to talk about these things and, uh, we'll do. And then, I mean, as usual, you can just decide not to listen to what I say and, uh, and that can always work. Let's see what else is in my bag. So we talk about my job, we talk about social media, we talk about my yoga classes. I have this nice bag inside the bag. So I'm a very messy person. Like I'm kind of OCD when it's about cleaning. So I clean a lot, a lot, a lot, but then I can make a mess in like two minutes. So to keep my bag decent, it's not decent. If, I, if you look at that right now, it's not, but kind of decent. I have bags inside so I can put other stuff in. So I have these nice bags that say summer, never ending summer. And inside I have some makeup stuff. And it says, good morning, Sashin. Take me to the ocean. Which I think is lovely because it makes me think about Ghana a lot. First of all, I really love the fact that it's always summer here. Like even when we, we talk about the Ghana winter, it's not my winter. And I, I really can't deal with cold weather. 
even when I was in Italy and I was living in a, in a, in a town that can actually become very, very cold. I really can't deal with cold weather. So I love the fact that it's hot and it's like basically a never ending summer. And then the ocean. The ocean is something that I never experienced that much. I mean, when I traveled sometimes, but in Italy, we have like the Mediterranean Sea. We definitely don't have the ocean. And, uh, and the ocean literally create a crazy connection with me from the beginning. I remember I went somewhere for a weekend and um, the first thing I thought is like, okay, I want to walk to the beach. And the people were, were around and I said, I'm sorry, guys, I have to go and, and talk to the ocean. I would always remember that moment because I really feel sometimes I have conversation with the ocean. Like there's this crazy, amazing energy that I share with, with, with the ocean, which is not the same thing when you are on the seaside uh, in, in, in Italy or in France or whatever. It's, it's just so much energy that is, it, it attracts me a lot. And I, I really, really love it. So yeah, it's funny that I have this bag in my bag because it really reminds me a lot of, uh, of Ghana and, uh, and what I'm doing. So um, let's see what else do we have in my bag. Keys. Ha. So house keys, gate keys, and key holders. So there's a key holder that means a lot. And uh, it's a fish. And somebody gave it to me in India. Now, this somebody doesn't talk, I mean, it's not, it's not part of my life anymore. Let's say it's one of my, my stories with uh, not a happy ending. But, I mean, even if you don't have a happy hand ending, many times you can literally have amazing memories. And maybe that ending is actually the happy ending because it's that ending that gave you the chance to do something different. You thought that was the right thing, but it wasn't. And I'm seeing it now. But the, uh, so, I mean, yes, it's a fish. And yeah, it was, it was a gift. And I keep it because it reminds me really about some incredible experience that we had in India. I went there last year uh, for my birthday. And uh, it was an... It, it was to practice yoga, but it was really a discovery journey, internal discovery journey. Yes, I've learned a lot of yoga, but I learned a lot about myself. I managed to really let go a lot of things, grow up a lot. It was just two weeks, but it was just incredible. And so, yeah, my key holder is still this fish. So instead sometimes of just saying, ah, men are trash, I'm going to delete everything from my life. Sometimes keep the things and go back to those, th those things when the pain is gone because they can give you a lot of beautiful, beautiful, beautiful memories. And, and that's love. Love has nothing to do with ownership. And that's something that I said recently to someone. And I believe in that a lot. Like, love is not being with that person that you think you love. That's, that can be a consequence. But 
I don't think you should prevent yourself to love because maybe you cannot have that specific person. It's like love is the most important thing. If you think about it, everything, if, if everything was based on love, what you do in your everyday life, the, the way you, you live everything that you do, yes, it's a mess because it's a lot of emotions. But when you do things following your heart, it's very difficult to, to be wrong. And I'm not saying being crazy and just like do random emotional things. No, no, like listen to your heart. You usually do the right thing. And that's love. I'm not talking about romantic things. I mean, yes, I believe in that too. Yesterday I was at dinner with two of my girls and one of the two at some point looked at me like, you really carry Bradshaw. I don't know if it was a compliment or not because it was like, you're really hopeless. But yeah, even after all the breakups and the tears and whatever, I always go back to love. And, uh, but it's not only the romantic love. If you think about it, even on the, we say it, but I don't know if we believe it when we say it. God is love. And sometimes we forget that. We don't even remember that if God is love, which is what God is, you can't treat religion the way we treat it because it has nothing to do with love anymore. So, yes, so maybe this first episode could end on, on this note. And, um, and yes, cheers to love because that's the only, that's the only way I know how to live. And trust me, sometimes it drives me crazy, but there's nothing wrong with that. So if you think that I'm crazy in saying what I'm saying, you don't have to come back and listen to me for the next week. But if you feel that what I'm saying makes sense to you, maybe I can not help because I'm not, but, but maybe I can find some people that would like to share more with me in the, in the, next, in the next weeks. And uh, yeah, even these things about this thing about love, uh, I was listening again to the amazing conversation between Oprah and um, and um, Maya Angelou, and uh, it was all about that. So you can't say, "Oh, Oprah is amazing," and then don't practice love. You can't say Maya Angelou is amazing and then don't practice love because that's what they do. Amazing people. Practice love is the only way to be happy, where happy doesn't mean constant happiness. It means go back to sleep at night and feel any way that you, that you can sleep because you have done nothing that was disrespectful towards your life. Even if you've done something painful for yourself, but if you were respecting your life, You've done the right thing. And that, that what, that, that is, that is what love is. And I really, really believe in that. So, um, I guess it's enough for this first week together. 
if you want to say terrible things to me, please follow me on Twitter. And um, the Twitter handle is at Irene Donati, I-R-E-N-E-D-O-N-A-T-I. And uh, my Instagram is I am Irene Donati. Same thing, basically. Uh, my Instagram is not super interesting lately. I'm a bit stuck. Okay, so I'm going to close with this. I'm going to tell you why I'm stuck. So if you go on my Instagram, the last three pictures is like, it's a beautiful scenario. I was in Royal Century, invited by a friend. Uh, it was a very nice weekend. And like, I saw something beautiful. I took this picture and the, the um, caption says, pose. And the pictures before, if you go on my page, was the picture I took with Ebony in the office. Now, funny enough, I wasn't Ebony's friend. I just met her. I wanted to work with her a lot. I work with artists. I do a lot of PR work. I, I work with a lot of music artists in Ghana. And I really wanted to work with her. I remember I was having this conversation with Akuzua Hansen, Vanessa Jan. We were on a pan panel of discussion about women and music. And we were saying how amazing she is. And so I managed to get to work with her. One of the brands I was managing signed her as a brand ambassador. And uh, I met her. Uh, she was so amazing. And uh, yes, yeah, so she immediately gave me this beautiful hug. And you know, when people hug you like that, you know that they are good people. Like it was a beautiful feeling, beautiful energy. I, I, I told many people in the next day, like she's such a ball of energy. It was just pure energy. And so, um, yeah. And uh, after that meeting, we we exchanged some funny WhatsApp messages, and she was she was really, really an amazing person. And and after I think it was ten days or something, we lost her. And um, and now I feel I can't post anything anymore. It's it's really an incredible feeling that I have. I feel like it would be so disrespectful start posting again pictures of me or food or whatever I'm doing. I'm seriously thinking about I should probably open another page and leave that like that as a tribute or as a respectful uh, thought for, for her because even this thing that we keep celebrating people so much when they are dead and we don't give them the right uh, celebrations and endorsement and and love when they are alive it really really kills me so yeah i am i am i'm feeling very privileged to have met her for such a short time but i'm still stuck on my instagram page so yeah you can follow me but i don't know when i'm gonna start posting again but thank you again for being with me for this first episode uh, in the next weeks we will start to have some guests so you will not have only to listen to to my voice and uh, yes thank you for being with me and uh, i'll see you or yes not physically but i'll see you next time thank you